Welcome to the Encounter YA podcast, helping young adults follow Jesus. Here are your hosts, Garrett Cars and Annika Carter. Today on the Encounter YA podcast, we are joined by Matthias Carter. We continue our study on 1 John by covering the last two chapters, 4 and 5. All right. Today in the studio, if you can call it that, we have with us the lovely and wonderful Matthias Carter. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Thanks <laughs> for having me. <laughs> We've had Matthias in a couple times and uh, we always have a good time together. So go ahead and check out his other episodes if you haven't already. Um, we'll have them linked down below in the show notes. Um, this week, though, we are going to continue our series on First John. This week will be in chapters four and five. So um, we are excited to have Matthias back in, and we're going to go ahead and read a little bit of scripture, discuss that scripture, and then same thing, read a little bit of scripture, discuss that scripture. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to say, too, I think one thing that we didn't really talk about in the first couple episodes is, like, if you have questions about what we're talking about or, or anything else like that, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to discuss uh, more of what we're talking about because we don't necessarily understand everything either, but we're just trying to continue to understand what God's Word says to us. So just invite you into that as well. All right, to kick it off, we are going to read in First John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear friend, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Yeah, so... That's kind of a hard, I feel like that's a hard introduction to this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you didn't make it easy. That's for sure. No yeah, this is why we wanted Matthias on the podcast, basically just to explain to us everything that we don't know about the Bible. Basically, they give me all the hard ones and that's about, <laughs> Sorry. You know, have fun, see you <laughs> yeah, later. Please help us. No, I, I think it's interesting and I think. Um, and we, we kind of mentioned this in previous podcasts too, but like, I feel like this passage just makes people weird. It's like, you know, it's like test the spirits yeah. and then people just get weird. They take it a lot of ways and they're like, test the spirits, test the spirits is like, okay, calm down. First off, what does that even mean? You know? And so I think if you look at, um, if you go back to the Greek, it actually uh, means like breath or spirit. So it's not necessarily like, hey, there's spirits out there. Uh, it's not saying everything. everyone's possessed. Everyone's possessed. Right. It's yeah. not saying weird things. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. He's talking about kind of what this, um, what it's kind of explained. It says the immaterial part of the inner person that can respond to God. So really it's just talking about like, one, we all do have a spirit. It's whether we're filled with the Holy Spirit or not. So what he's saying is test everything. I think that's really what um, he's he's encouraging us to. And one of the things that I love about our church, and we try to say this at Encounter all the time, is is for us like 
they we encourage people like, hey, it's okay Testing. to go back to scripture yeah. and test what we're saying because one, we want to make sure we are preaching the truth. Like we hold ourselves to a high standard of, of preaching the truth. And so I think this is what John really is saying. Hey, hey, it like understand that like that we have to test the things that we hear. And and I think that he, he says like, this is how you recognize the spirit of God, that every spirit acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in flesh and is from God. And then he says, every spirit that does not is not from God. So it's like this easy litmus test for us yeah. to say, like, we don't have to make it to this big weird thing. We don't have to like, I don't think it should cause us anxiety or anything else yeah. like that. What he's saying is like, hey, there are lies out there. There are things that are not pointing to the fact that Jesus is God. And if they're not, then they're not from God. Yeah. I think verse four really speaks to that because it's saying like, he who is in you is greater than them. So that speaks to not having to fuel that anxiety and be filled with that anxiety about like feeling like you need to test every single thing constantly and allowing that to cause fear of instead just treating it as an easy like, yes, they believe God. Like you can tell that this is um a godly source or not and then you just move on and it's okay and you don't need to feel as though it's like the devil's behind every bush kind of a mm-hmm. fear yeah well and he's definitely pointing out too that like you know there's all sorts of other faiths right in close quarters right now you know especially in uh, the roman empire as a whole and um there's a lot of tribes that have been brought in this, under this Roman banner. So there's a lot of other stuff going on spiritually mm-hmm. in that um, that area and in that time frame, right? So really, he's re- he's affirming in other Christians that that the Christian faith is not um, spiritual gullibility, right? They're not being um, they're not just risking it to see. Well, hopefully this one's right. Mm. Hopefully, hopefully this. Um, doctrine over here is right. Hopefully this thing that this other church is saying is right. We have a litmus test that, you know, we have a doctrinal standard and a Christological one at that based on Christ, right, for testing spirits, for testing um, all the spiritual aspects of life around them at that time. So if they're not able to, you know, admit that Christ is the Messiah, that he is God and has come as flesh in human form, full, fully God, fully human, um, and on during his time here on Earth, like that's then, that's that's it. It doesn't matter anything else they say if they're not able to right. admit that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and we talked in the previous podcast too. Like John's really dealing with a lot of false teaching specifically about right. this, and so he's continuing once again to reiterate the message. We have the truth of the gospel. This is the truth, and and because there are lies out there, because there are different different viewpoints, we have to make sure we're testing them. And so, one of the things that I thought for us, just I think that um, one of the things that we've heard a lot is that the spirit of God will never con- contradict the word of God. Mm-hmm. And so, I think we have to understand, like as we as we continue to to move forward as believers, that we we kind of have. To, to take everything, how do we actually test things? Like, how do we actually to mm-hmm. test the Spirit? Like, I think the Holy Spirit will lead us into the truth, and He'll give us, like, hey, this isn't right. He'll give us, yeah. like, not, yeah, just nudging. I think a lot of times for me, it's like a lack of peace. Mm-hmm. There's like, there is no peace in my heart. But also, I think the ultimate standard, the thing that we should really 
the foundation that we should ultimately hold everything accountable to is the word of God. And if we are filled with the spirit, we'll be led to the word of God. Um, And so I think that's, that's really where, where it ultimately comes down to as we are trying to test things is saying, is this what the word of God says? If it is, if it lines up with scripture, then we can trust that it is true. Anything outside of that, anything that goes away from that, I think is, is, um, is false. So is there anything else I think um, from this passage? Let me look at it real quick. Anything else that stands out to you guys about this first section in in John chapter 4? I think the, you know, to, to I guess, uh, solidify basically kind of what you summarized there, um, that last portion in, in verse 6. Yeah. Um, I like the ESV translation. It says, we are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and spirit of error. So he's talking about the apostles, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's talking about we who walked with Christ, right. we, we kind of know what we're talking about, <laughs> right? And the word is important, right? And so if you listen to us in this manner, yeah, like that's you'll you'll be successful in your walk with Christ. Um if if you use this test, you'll be successful in your walk with Christ. Perfect. So the next section we're going to read from is 1 John 5, verses 1 through 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is that? Is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Yeah. Again, I think <laughs> it seems like every time we, we talk about a passage, it's like, yep, John's combating false teaching. <laughs> it's like, okay, that record's been played enough. And, and I think that's, I, he really is, he's pushing back on, on the believing that Jesus wasn't born as God. And that's something we talked about with Matt in the first episode, that it's even becoming popular again today, that that Jesus became God at baptism um, or at different, you know, point in time, which is, as John's pointing out, that is, that is um, you know, false teaching. But what I think, I think we need to understand is that it says, believes Jesus as Christ is born of God. It talks about kind of our rebirth. And then he says, whoever loves the father loves his child as well. And then he continues to, to continues to say like, Hey, this is how, you know, like I, th- I think John's really giving us a litmus test yeah. of saying like, okay, here's how you know that you are born of God, that you love God. It says that you carry out his commands. So it's just interesting that, that John ties love with commands. Cause for me growing up in the church, I never, I never made that connection. Yeah. You know, I thought it was like this, uh, kind of just like, Hey, if I'm just a good person, if I just do the right things. And then, um, and then it goes on. I think that this, this verse always just blows my mind that his commands are not burdensome. Yep. Like I, Oh, you know, growing up in the church, like we all did, I, for me, it was like, I re- if I would have read that verse and remembered it when I was out of like, yeah, right. Like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) This is crazy. Like, yes, they are burdensome. But John is, I think he's going back to the teaching that Jesus is saying is like, my yoke is light. Right. Yep. And he's saying like, if you're born of God, 
walking out God's desire is not burdensome. It's not a burden. It's not too heavy for Jesus and you to carry. Right. And so I think, I just think it's interesting that like, and that what you were talking about him saying, this is the apostles teaching. We walked with Jesus. It's like almost word for word. John is carrying out the words of Jesus again to these people to say, yeah. Hey, if you love me, then you'll keep, keep my commands. That's right. exactly what Jesus and it's not said. To say it's not difficult or trying or yes, right. whatever, you know, but it's not burdensome. It's, you still have delight in this, yeah. this, you know, devote right. devotion he's, to He's Christ. highlighting the joy and freedom right. that comes from that and right. not the enslavement that comes from falling yes. sin. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And we talked about this in a, in a previous episode, but I, I just want to mention it again here. It says, if we really know who God is, then we'll trust that his design for life is better. And I think that's actually where a lot of that joy comes into place. It's like if we actually trust that Jesus did what he did on earth, that he, is, he has saved us, that his salvation is eternally secure for us, we actually will know that God's way and his design for life is better. And so our desires are changing, radically changing towards saying, oh, the way of Jesus is actually radically better than we could have ever imagined it. And because we've seen what God's love has done in our life, we'll actually walk out his design because we know that it's better. We know that our lives will be better. We know that, that he actually designed the world. So he knows better. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And so I just think it's interesting continuing to say, like, if we know who God is, we'll trust that his design for life is better. Well, and he's combating a lot of still that that spiritual influence that's around them, right? And a lot of people are still argue that he's combating Gnosticism at that time, Mm -hmm. which was rising up. And so, which points a lot to the beauty of the inner self and um, things like that. And so he's actually, he's even saying that you don't love each other based upon who they are or who or what they've done, what's inside of them or anything like that. And you love them based upon the law. Mm, that's that good. We give rules on how to love each other. And that's that brings joy and freedom, not oppression, because there's oppression that comes from reading a book by its cover almost, right? And, and loving people based upon how we think they should uh, be treated. But mm-hmm. God actually gives us law to understand how to love each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And I love that at the end of the section, it says that faith leads to overcoming. And so just it's kind of like this encouragement, I think, at the end of this section. It's like if Jesus can overcome death, um, then we can overcome the world. We can overcome anything that faces us because of Jesus who lives inside of us. And so just a, just another note, like I think at the end of this, this um, book, John's remembering all the things that they've overcome. It's like, hey, if we, we can overcome all of these obstacles, we can continue to live in a life that is radically centered towards Jesus if we continue to have faith in him. And I think that's so applicable to our lives today. Yes. Right. As like we continue to face things that are pushing back, we continue to hear false teachings, we continue to have um, whatever going, uh, you know, having broken relationships and broken stuff. And, and John is saying, you can continue to overcome. Yeah, if you absolutely. continue to focus on Jesus and his way of life, you will continue to overcome. So the next little section here is verses 16 through 18. If you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. I refer to those who sin not... mm, I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. This is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that you should pray about it. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. 
And we know anyone born of God does not continue to sin. One who was born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. <laughs> I don't know why. You want to take a stab at that <laughs> yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to read. Yeah. I just, I wanted to talk about this. I think that the closing section of, of the book is just kind of like, oh, here, now he's getting to the niceties that are at the beginning of the book. And, you know, usually he's, he's doing some like conclusions and it's almost like this haphazard couple of verses that he just slaps on the end. And I know that's not obviously the case, but it's just so interesting. Like if you're reading first John five, it just, is, it almost Feels seems like it out of like, nowhere, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like I think that, but he's continuing to combat the false teaching that is going on and he's teaching believers how to handle um sinful situations well and you have to look at if you look at first john as a whole he's very cyclical in this writing Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um so he'll he'll state something and then move on and then later he'll come back to it um so he's very cyclical and what he's doing here is you look at um really as a whole in first john He's writing about this balancing act that's happening um, for believers. Okay, so he's talking about um, on one hand, believers do not go on sinning, right? First John three nine. So he's talking about not sinning anymore, and part of this. And then on the other hand, um, in chapter one, he's talks he's talking about um, that if we say we have no we sin no more, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Mm-hmm. So he's saying two polar opposite things here, and at the end, he's bringing them both together. And saying, okay, there's this balancing act here, right? We do sin. We continue to sin as believers, right? This is written to believers. So as believers, we do continue to sin. But there's a balance here that it is not to the, you know, that we do not need to walk in that sin anymore. And that walking in that sin, not walking in that sin anymore, is not to the point of us obsessing over perfection either. Right. So he's bringing this uh, balance in the whole context of the book. Um, he's right. He essentially describes us as changed, changed, but not perfect. And so he's reminding us to pray for our brothers who are sinning, right? So for our Christian brothers who are, um, falling in sin, he calls us to pray for them, right? Mm -hmm. But he just puts a disclaimer at the end of verse 16 there, right? He says that he's, he's basically saying to, um, to them that, Hey, I'm not forgetting about what Jesus taught about, um, unforgivable sin and he's mm-hmm. not, I'm not forgetting about what Hebrews teaches about Esau mm-hmm. right he's not saying um, that we should be he's not he's basically saying I'm not saying you should pray for that and that's pray for that in that situation what I'm praying for is is someone who is not um, a, a brother who's not walking in an unforgivable sin but that we should be praying for them to give be given life by Christ mm-hmm. through God yeah. Yeah, I just think it's interesting <laughs> that I think just how he's teaching us, you know, how to handle different ways that sin that believers are struggling with. And I right. love that balancing act um, that he's helping us with, because I think it is something that that we struggle with. Right. Like I, I have, um, you know, people that I'll talk with and like, I'm just so tired of struggling with this sin. Yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah, same. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe not the same exact sin, and I think that what the what these the false teachers were actually teaching, and I don't know for sure if, if it's in the podcast we'll talk about this or whether it's actually in a in one of the um, preaching sections that we'll do at Encounter, but it actually one of the teachings that they were preaching these false teachers were saying that if you followed their way you'd actually become perfect, 
mm-hmm. like you would actually exactly. yeah become completely perfect there would no there would like be no wrestling with sin and and right. i'm and i'm sitting here going no wonder people fell for that right <laughs> yeah. like no wonder there's and i think there's always some sort of aspect to false teaching that is really attractive you know, like, and for me as a, as a struggling Christian who still wrestles with sin and yeah. like, and just for like Matthias and I, we have this relationship where we talk about all these struggles that we have together. Like he could tell you things that you would be like, what in the world? Like Garrett, seriously. Um, but that's, that's where we have this fellowship. But if you told me, it's like, Hey, there's a way that you could just never have to wrestle with sin. I'd be like, yeah, sign me up like sign me up for that. And that's what I love about this passage about this book is because he's saying like, Hey, this is not true. Like it's okay for you to wrestle with sin. That's why I hear John saying, but then he's also saying, but it's not like, I don't want to give you permission. And I think that we get as Christians, we get like, there's this, like we get so fearsome. Like we get so scared of saying like, it's okay to sin. That's not what we're saying. Mm -hmm. We're not saying like continue on and sin. And that's what Paul Mm -hmm. talks about in, in the book of Romans. but he's saying like i feel like he's giving us permission to be human Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like hey perfection is going to be achieved on the other side of eternity but until jesus comes back and perfects us and does away with sin for for once and for all in terms of us living living it out absolutely he's he's saying like take a deep breath you know, like just, it's a, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to, to wrestle. And he, he kind of, he, I don't want to say lets us off the hook, but he gives us some room to breathe in our, in our wrestle, all our wrestling with sin and our struggle with sin. And he's saying like, this is going to be the way it is. Like you're going to struggle with this. And I, I can remember having a conversation with, with a young adult and, and they're like, I don't think I can do this. And I just, I told him straight up, I'm like, this is probably the way it's going to be for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I know that's not encouraging, but I wanted them to understand like, this isn't something that is just going to completely go away forever. And and there are things like for me, you know, like my struggle with alcoholism was a really bad struggle for a long time and it's been like eight years or something like that since since i've struggled with that yeah. and there's for me there's not a tempta- temptation to go back to that lifestyle but there are other sins that i honestly believe with with like my whole heart i'll probably struggle with those for it for life and so just giving people permission to be like okay this might be something that i struggle with but it's okay i'm still saved I still have the eternal security and and I think that's also what John's talking about here as well like there are sins that lead to death um, but there are also sins that don't lead to death and so continue to pray for people that that are struggling and, and he gives us um, a way to to walk through life Matthias is there anything else that stood out to you when you were reading and studying for this passage you wanted to share before we close the podcast uh, I don't. I don't believe so. I'm, I think you know we covered it well. Just rem- remembering the context of First John as a whole. Yeah. Um, taking it paragraph by paragraph because he just goes back and forth so much. Um, um, and continuing to to rest in the fact that, um, you know we don't have to be perfect, but we obviously need to do our best in following the commandments and loving each other well, um, and praying for each other well. Um, and that's and that's how we are going to to move forward as a body um, in unity, um, which is which is really what this whole book is about. If yeah. if there was so much false teaching happening, right, that breaks ranks. That 
um, draws people away from the church. And we just need to remember that we we are able to be unified um, in our uh, test for the truth. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Well, thanks for being on the podcast with us today. And like we said at the beginning, uh, if you guys have any other questions as we wrap up um, these podcasts, we'd love to talk to you about First John. If you have any questions or things as you're reading or as we were discussing in all the other podcasts that you want to talk about more, we'd love to have those discussions with you. You can um, hit us up on social media. Thanks for tuning in today, and we hope that you'll be with us next time. <laughs>